0: Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review.
1: Three Martinis coming up. We are glad you are here on the Three Martini Lunch today. Your stool awaits again. I wish we had a good martini. I'm not even really sure how to classify these. I'm pretty sure the first one's definitely bad. The second one's probably also bad. And the third one's probably more crazy. So let's go bad, bad, crazy. Uh, Rob Long in for Jim Garrity again today. Jim is on vacation this week. We're brought to you today by NetSuite. Right now you can receive your free guide, Seven Actions Businesses Need to Take Now and schedule your free product tour at netsuite.com slash martini. All right, so let's talk about the first one, which is definitely bad. And it's not that hard to uh, be a minor prophet these days, Rob, with where the left might go next. But uh, whatever you think of CPAC these days, and I know a lot of people think a lot about it in different directions. It was Matt Schlapp, I believe, on Sunday, uh, in response to all the statue uh, teardowns and graffiti and vandalism and all that, saying, if you think this is where it stops, guess again, they're coming for uh, Jesus statues next. Well, right on cue. (laughs) uh sean king uh he of black lives matter uh he's kind of like one of those linda richmond things from saturday night live back in the day you know where the holy roman empire is neither holy nor roman nor an empire and uh discuss (laughs) yeah sean king is uh is a white black lives matter guy but anyway who doesn't admit that but here's what he tweets yes i think the statues of the white european they claim as jesus should also come down they are a form of white supremacy always have been In the Bible, when the family of Jesus wanted to hide and blend in, guess where they went? Egypt, not Denmark, tear them down. Yes, all murals and stained glass windows of white Jesus and his European mother and their white friends should also come down. They are a gross form of white supremacy created as tools of oppression, racist propaganda. They should all come down. Never thought of the gospel as a tool of oppression, Rob. I'm pretty sure it's the exact opposite of that. But nonetheless, well, read it uh, again. I think you're missing the (laughs) missing the the subtext there. Apparently, in the uh, in the woke version, uh, I guess I am. But uh, so here we go. Uh, This is the next phase. Uh, Fortunately, I haven't seen any reports of this actually happening yet. But. I mean, Sean King is a guy who has introduced Bernie Sanders before. He's got a fairly uh, decent Twitter following here of more than a million followers. And so somebody's listening to him and it only takes a few Jacobins to actually take the cue here. Uh, I've noticed a few Protestants saying, well, you know, you shouldn't have the statues anyway. Not the point. They're not just after the statues in case you haven't figured (laughs) it out. They're also after the church itself. And uh, kudos to John McWhorter, who's one of the more sane voices on race. He was on the Dark Horse podcast over the weekend. uh, And he says, as I've written often, we're not dealing with a political ideology, but with something that an anthropologist would recognize as religion. And it's easy to hear me say that and think that I'm trying to make a rhetorical point. I don't mean like a religion, it is a religion. The tenet of this religion that dominates is that to be against racism trumps literally everything else. There are ranked priorities and being against racism is everything to the point that you do not allow yourself to make any logical sense. And you cannot have any kind of dialogue with a person of color about racism. If you have any kind of dialogue with them, if you question anything that they say, you're a racist and there are no questions to be asked. And Rob, I've certainly seen other people on Twitter and elsewhere say, uh, make the religion comparison in the past because uh, it's constant repentance and never absolution. So uh, enjoy it. Unlike, unlike actual Christianity, which is, you know, depending on which, which one of the sects you're
0: in, is mostly mostly forgiveness and uh, not that much repentance, um, especially if you're Episcopalian like me. Look, Rick Ward is absolutely correct. I don't I hate to be the contrarian again, but you know, at least Sean King is consistent. If you are doing this, and you the, the reason why you're tearing statues and things down is for this reason, then this does follow. There is no particular reason why you should stop yourself and the fact that you shouldn't stop yourself logically, if you believe this, should be give you give you pause to do it in the first place, right? So, or it's comfortably smug, the uh, the Twitter fiend um, tweeted yesterday. I wish there was a German word for when you go around and smash people's religious artifacts. Of course, there is. It's called Kristallnacht, and they had one. The argument that um, that everything that doesn't depict uh, the world or the, or the life in the racial balance that you want is therefore um, evil and is therefore part of a systemic racist white supremacist society. Is, I mean, a very, very hard argument to end and a very, very hard argument to know where it stops. I just I shake my head in disbelief that on, on Saturday night we had pictures. All Sunday we had all these pictures of a dejected and disheveled Donald Trump slumping away from his Marine One helicopter with his little MAGA hat in his hand and his tie all askew looking sad because nobody came to his rally. And, and we had a chance for another two 24, 36, 72 hours to talk about what a disaster the Trump campaign is and what a shambles the administration is. And if you were um, on the other side, you could really make hay with it. And really before that picture, before that, the, they'd even started memeing that or giffing that, Uh, the left goes insane and says, oh, by the way, we want to take down smash pictures of Jesus. How about 72 hours where you just let Trump wither without giving his supporters and people on the fence something to say, well, I don't like the guy, but we know this about Donald Trump. He's not going to smash, he doesn't want to smash pictures of Jesus. He may awkwardly hold up a Bible in front of a church for the first time in his life, but he's not going to want to burn the church down. If it comes down to that, uh, it's going to be a very, very surprising and difficult autumn for the Democrats.
1: Well, I think that's probably right, and it's also worth pointing out that I'm not going to say all people involved with this, but enough of them are not just content on tearing down the statues, like I was saying before. Uh, I think some of the, some of the Protestants I've seen reacting to this are missing the point, and I am a Protestant, so I want to make sure that they're seeing the larger picture. Here is that they're after a lot of these people anyway, the church itself, because Mm -hmm. as I would say, Rob, uh, there's a reason that the freedom of religion is number one in the First Amendment in the Bill of Rights. And it's it's the reason you always see atheism with communist states is because if there's an authority higher than government, then the people and to some extent the government feel like they have a higher authority to answer to. But when the state is the ultimate authority, there's no limit on what they can do since they are the highest entity. And if you look around the world, It's no coincidence that there's a strong correlation between the countries with the most religious freedom and the countries with the most freedom in general, Uh, not just communist nations, but uh, restrictive Islamic nations as well. It always goes hand in hand because of that very thing. If the state is the ultimate authority, the state's going to rule with an iron fist. And also, yes, exactly right. And and also, it, it is absolutely tantalizing
0: and, and seductive if you are trying to construct a new society or trying to hold on to an old society to control what people believe. So if you're a 17th century Catholic bourbon king in Spain, you want to kill all the Protestants in the lowlands. And so you do. And if you're uh, the, the Protestant um, interregnum in Britain, you want to kill all the Catholics. And if you're the a revolutionary government of Mexico, you want to outlaw Catholicism and chase priests around the country uh, with death squads. So all of that is true. It's all a way of controlling what you can't control otherwise, which is people's actual individuality and their freedom and their sense of like, you know, that these, as you say, are my liberty, my, my personhood is a gift from God, not a gift from, um, you know, the chairman of the public safety committee.
1: Yes, freedom of religion also champions, to some extent, the individual, whereas uh, the top-down version does not. It's just the people or the workers or the proletariat or something. Uh, a lot of different factors go into that. So we'll be watching that. Uh, let's talk about something good though. We don't have a good martini today. We've got a great sponsor and that (laughs) is NetSuite. How do you like that transition? That's a good one. That's good. Thank God. Some good news. (laughs) America is ready to get back to work. And as we're seeing state by state, some are more aggressively doing that than others. Uh, It's been interesting to to talk about Andrew Cuomo saying saying he's uh, doing it exactly right. And Greg Abbott now saying he might have to uh, clamp it up a little bit because of the, the outbreaks. But to win in the new economy, you need every advantage to succeed. And some of the smartest companies out there are using NetSuite by Oracle because it's the world's number one cloud business system. And here's why. With NetSuite, you'll have visibility and control over your financials, Human resources, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you will need, and it's all in one place. That's right,
0: uh, Greg. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in sales, NetSuite lets you manage every penny with precision. You have the agility to compete with anyone, work from anywhere, run your whole company right from your phone. 20,000 companies trust NetSuite to make it happen. Yours should, too. NetSuite surveyed hundreds of business leaders and assembled a playbook for the top strategies they're using
1: as America reopens for business and that is available to you. Yes, receive your free guide, Seven Actions Businesses Need to Take Now and schedule your free product tour at netsuite.com slash martini. Get that free guide and schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite, netsuit slash martini. Again, netsuite.com slash martini. All right, Rob, let's talk about statues in another context here. <laughs> yeah, a lot of statues today. Holy it's, it's, all about, it's all about the statues. Are we erasing history? Uh, the church might be under assault, yeah. that sort of thing. But uh, then there's just the general how should society respond to this in the moment type thing. Last night, we saw the Park Police come in and protect the Andrew Jackson statue in Lafayette Square right across the street from the White House. Uh, we saw St. John's Church defaced again not burned this time, but graffiti on some of the posts. We see stories of statues from Richmond to Raleigh to all over the place uh, coming down and we see large groups of people, pretty sure they didn't put in petitions with the city council and other things to have the statue removed. It was just basically a mob doing what mobs do And as far as we can tell, Rob, not many charges happening for these people. And it's not like you can take down a statue in 30 seconds. It's just a fairly lengthy process. So the police should know who these people are. But uh, because of the cause or, or what have you, there's a reluctance to to prosecute. Some say it's time to, to clamp down from the federal level on down to the local level. Police have got to do this, even though they might look to some people as the bad guys in this, because the media and others are constantly tying the rioters and the looters and the destroyers to people looking for justice for George Floyd. And then on the other hand, you've got folks saying, no, 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 let them do it. The voters will see how insane the left is, and that'll be good for the right. So I don't know that they're mutually exclusive. I think you can show them to be insane And uh, stop them. (laughs) But uh, what what do you see happening here? Well, unfortunately, in 2020, you can show them to be insane and
0: also inevitably rational, too. Like, the insane seems now to be something that we now deal with (laughs) regularly. In terms of law enforcement, there are two things happening, right? There's one, which is the theory that – one theory is that don't make it worse by clamping down on it. We don't know what – how do you keep a a mob from tearing a statue down without – Going in there with uh, riot police and 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 billy clubs, right? How, how do you how do you are, how do you reason with that mob? And if you can't reason with it, then the pictures that people see are going to be pictures of uh, a uniform policeman uh, cracking heads. And we would rather, if you're in the police, your law enforcement business, have them be looking at pictures of a crazy mob tearing down a statue, and then, as we saw yesterday, a screaming woman uh, screaming at, um, or a white guy screaming at a black cop, right? That's, if you're law enforcement. The problem with that is that it then, we allow the public destruction, the destruction of public property, and we allow a mob mentality. And because we haven't, I, to my knowledge, arrested anyone from the looting that happened two weeks ago, even though we have them on tape, and we sometimes we have actual license plates, um, it seems to suggest that we are taking a, a kind of a shrugging, benign, almost paternalistic view to lawbreaking, breaking, uh, which may be a smart way to. Uh, Get things to calm down, but inevitably it will. We'll have to pay the price for that. You always pay the price. Throw the rule book out, uh, and you maybe you pay it five years from now. Maybe you pay it ten years from now. Maybe you pay it next month. We don't know. But there's a there. There will be a bill due for this. We don't know. Like that, that, that's the problem with law enforcement right now. Is you really don't know what your job is? Is your job to maintain the image of law enforcement as judicious and moderate and reasoned? Is your job to enforce the law at all costs? Is your job to protect, you know, a giant statue made of steel? I mean, we we have not decided as a country what the job of the police really is and what they are supposed to do and what we want them to do. Um, and so it is possible that you can make, you can, in a, in a room full of law enforcement officials and law enforcement theorists and law enforcement managers, you can have you know, 12 people will give you 15 different ways to keep that statue from being torn down. But I definitely see the logic, if I don't agree with it, with letting it be torn down, right? I mean, that's, if you're DC police, or you're the Capitol police, that's probably the safest thing for you to do. Just that is a sign that we as a country are in trouble.
1: So Rob, let's look at this from Trump's perspective here. Because on the one hand, I think it's fairly accurate, uh, based on my reading of the situation to see these people out of control and say, Mm -hmm. look, if you elect Joe Biden, this guy's not at the top of his game. The far left is going to be running roughshod. If he's in the white house, you're going to get this for, for, for four years and you're not going to like this. On the other hand, if you let him keep going and you're tweeting out in all caps law and order, and there's not law and order, you don't look real strong either. So, uh, it's a little bit of both here
0: it's less good for Trump. I think that there's like, it's a little too clever by half. And I know they're, this is what they're just talking about. The White House, that this is good. America will see the chaos in the streets and they will, they will uh, be vote for law and order Trump. They they think of Trump as uh, Richard Nixon, when in fact it's much more likely that he's Lyndon Johnson who saw the riots in the streets and realized that he was in many ways, the object of the hate. If you're a Republican politician now, there's a way for you. Look, every politician has had this experience. Every mobster's had this experience, but I repeat myself, where you find the person who seems to symbolize the trouble and then you have a long talk with them or you you know drag him in the middle of the night into the field and you dispatch with them. It is possible that voters will say, even voters on the right or the moderate right will say, look at Trump and say, he symbolizes everything that I just hate about 2020. He symbolizes all the trouble with the virus, he symbolizes the rioting, he symbolizes the looting, he symbolizes the statue. He is this agent of chaos. Let's get rid of him. And that is definitely the argument that's being made by the Biden people. And so far that argument's working. Um, there's no evidence that the Trump strategy of let, let the people see the cities burn and then they'll come to me uh, will work. There's no evidence that it ever works. And so I, sus- I i suspect that it's a political blunder on his part uh, uh, to to be the lightning rod and to be the the guy who seems to attract all of the ire because it's, he's a very easy person at this point to get rid of. We all, you know, he he comes up for his employee review, his four-year review in
1: November. That's pretty soon. He'll be very very easy to fire. Just one Joe Biden tangent here, Rob, uh, because I, I mentioned him, and this is an honest, true. Thing that just happened to me this morning. So Joe Biden is doing an online fundraiser with Barack Obama tonight, and I don't know if you get on these uh, Democratic mailing lists uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and they send yeah, you your these... friend. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but uh, you know, and as you get closer to the end of the month, they're like desperate for money. If you don't give them money right now, it's right. going to be an absolute uh, an apocalypse for their campaign. But one of the things they've they, they've done more recently—it's not new to this campaign cycle, but fairly recently—is they put your name in the subject line, and so oh, yeah. it's like. Greg, time is running out, things like that. And yeah. so my, my personal uh, creepiest one so far has been, I need you, Greg, from Stacey Abrams. And like I've tried to tell Stacey before, I'm just not that India. <laughs> but I got one from Joe Biden today and he called me Doris, uh, which is so on brand for Joe Biden right now. He says, uh, Doris, as you've already likely heard, President Obama will be joining me tonight at 5 15 p.m. This is a big one Doris and I'm not gonna lie I'm pretty excited so Joe Biden thinks my name is Doris or his campaign. Now,
0: does that mean that somebody named Greg is or somebody <laughs> named Doris is now being called Greg or does that mean that everyone got the dear Doris letter like it's like the, <laughs> the, the ability to that's why I find it so funny the ability to make mistakes at this level when you try to be so specific as if you really, if you really think that Joe Biden sat down and typed out an email just to <laughs> Doris, it seems so strange to me. It's like, it's uh, always the, it's like what, you always get in trouble when you try to get fancy, you know? you know? don't get fancy. Just
1: keep it simple. That's the way. That's that's the way you win. Just don't get fancy. Just five dollars can really help them get to their goal. They're only ninety eight percent of their way to their right. fundraising goal, so it's clearly a crisis. <laughs> it's kind of a little crisis. Uh, if they if they if they're hitting Doris up, holy moly. Oh, man, that's fun. I've never been called Doris before. All right, well, let's talk about some more good news, and that's 4Patriots, where you can find them at 4 slash martini and find all the great deals, including getting a free solar panel with the purchase of the Patriot Power Generator 2000X. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Visit 4Patriots.com Martini to get your Patriot Power Generator 2000X with the free solar panel included. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $97. Save more and get peace of mind now by going to the number 4Patriots.com Martini. That's 4Patriots.com slash Martini. All right, let's go on to our crazy Martini now. Uh, Rob, and of course, we can't get through... I just through- love the idea that, that we haven't had one yet. This is like...
0: I mean, it's like, man it's Tuesday this is this week is really it's it's
1: really challenging our, our 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 categories I gotta say so um let's talk about de Blasio I we don't intentionally make him the part of every show he just kind of finds a way to make himself yeah, part, of part of part of my life every show yeah and you live under him so uh anyway uh so he's uh persona non grata in New York City but uh As you have seen and perhaps you've experienced, Rob, I don't know, uh, lighting off of fireworks has become an issue in New York, so much so to the point that some people believe it's a racist conspiracy to prevent sleep for activists and so they can't have the energy to take to the streets day after day. So (laughs) I'm not getting into that. Folks from the 1619 Project were suggesting such a thing. But uh, de Blasio has officially taken his cue like a good little progressive soldier. And here's what he says, Rob, he's putting together a task force to make sure that this gets stamped out. Take a listen. It is not just a quality of life problem and a noise problem, and it's certainly that and it's all five boroughs and we take that seriously, but it can also
0: be dangerous. So we need to make sure that young people know, all people know, some of it's adults too, that illegal fireworks are not only illegal but they can be dangerous we need to get that message across and that's what we intend to do and we also intend to go to the root cause and that is the people who are supplying the fireworks the folks who are profiting off of illegal fireworks we're going to start a huge sting operation to go and get these illegal fireworks at the base meaning everywhere they're being
1: sold around new york city and even where they're being sold in surrounding states that we know are flowing into New York City. So the guy who just pretty much let the city burn there for a few days has an immediate response when it comes to the fireworks. So priorities, I guess.
0: Instead of large fires burning all throughout the city, he's gonna crack down on little teeny tiny fires that make a lot of noise all over the city. The irony is, of course, he's talking about having a huge sting operation. That's what he said, a huge sting operation. But three days ago, two days ago, whatever it was, he he uh, shut down the NYPD plainclothes uh, unit. So I don't know who these who's gonna be stung by a bunch of guys in blue uniforms. You're, hey, buddy! You know it's like that great meme you see of um, Steve Buscemi, the actor, pretending to be a teenager with a skateboard around his back, <laughs> saying "Hello, fellow kids." I mean, I don't really know who's gonna be the sting. Look, th- I, I have heard I've heard fireworks. I've seen fireworks. And mostly, I mean, the, look, look, the idea that this is a conspiracy is so ludicrous that whoever suggests that should be just ashamed into silence for the next two years. Um, first of all, there is not, has not been one protest that I've been aware of that hasn't started uh, until well after 3 p.m. I mean, these kids have plenty of time to sleep in if they want to. Um, staying up late is something they do anyway. So it's not keeping people awake. It is, I think, a little bit – I think it's uh, in certain neighborhoods it's it's upsetting the dogs, but that is, of course, what happens every 4th of July. Um, There is nothing to do. The weather is warm. We are getting close to a a holiday. That is sort of normal, I guess, um, to expect. But uh, on the other hand, I mean – the, the idea that now, after spending all this time criticizing law enforcement, we're now demanding they do something about this fireworks problem is itself a perfect, is, is a perfect sy- symmetry to, to a national crisis, city crisis anyway. But what I love about it is that it all happened so fast. It's like de Blasio has just finished defunding a huge arm of the police department. And now within, you know, 36, 72 hours, he's demanding that the police do something extraordinary to crack down on on lawbreaking. Really, is hypocrisy exposed so quickly. And I just think our cycles now are so tight that, um, really, if I was a politician, I would just keep my mouth shut. uh, Because I know that in 72 hours from now, I'm going to have to say the opposite. (laughs) Um, And de Blasio is a perfect, you know, he's sort of emblematic politician clown for our age. Totally ineffective complete failure despised by everyone on all sides and unable to keep one policy and one perspective straight for 72 hours what could be we, we should put him on like the five dollar bill as our symbol of political and politician incompetence
1: between him and cuomo you've got uh, quite the duo there and the fact that they hate each other makes it even more delicious <laughs> i guess yeah, right well you know game recognizes game i guess That's- <laughs> If game equals incompetence, then yes. Right, exactly. Oh, man. Well, Rob, uh, no shortage of insanity. I'm sure we'll have more tomorrow. We'll see you then. I guarantee you tomorrow's going to be a lot more normal day. Everything's going to be back to normal tomorrow. That's quite a guarantee. Rob Long, contributing editor, National Review Online, co-founder of Ricochet, co-host of the GLOP podcast. I'm Greg Corumbus of Radio America. Don't forget to visit our friends over at NetSuite by Oracle. Uh, Get your free product tour and your free guide, seven actions businesses need to take now, netsuite.com slash martini. Please subscribe to the Three Martini Lunch. Give us a kind review with five stars. Get us on those home devices. All you have to say is play Three Martini Lunch podcast and join us on Wednesday for the next Three Martini Lunch.
0: plus